Lorette Spotters, welcome to the program. I'm your host, Kyle Lira, and today we have another lovely edition of To the Table. Today we're going to be going over two movies. Uh, first of all, I recommended to Alexis Soto, my, uh, my lovely co-host right here, uh, I recommended him the Taika Waititi uh, classic, <laughs> What We Do in the Shadows, and it is in fact a classic, because a lot of people deem it as his classic, so I'm going to call it a classic. Um, and then he recommended to me the Wachowski uh, film, uh, Cloud Atlas. And boy, which do, most consider a disaster of our time. Boy, do I have thoughts. Boy, do I have thoughts. All right. So we'll begin with uh, I want to know, I'm dying to know, Alexis, what you thought of what we do in the shadows. So this was uh, co directed by Jermaine Clement. Yeah. He directs. Co directs. He also directed a couple of episodes of uh, Flight of the Concords on uh, Showtime and all that stuff. So, oh, so, right. uh, and he he's a he's a musician, all that stuff, and it's suiting. And he's uh, him and uh, Taika. The, this movie started off with the concept of it was a short film first mm. that they they did with uh, with the with the guy who plays Deacon. Right. And they and they did like a little short film of what it would be like. And that was pretty much like a demo reel of what it would be. And so then they actually uh, got the chance to film it for reels mm-hmm. this time. And that was pretty much the whole uh, gist of the whole thing. Um, I recommended this movie to you because it's without a doubt in my top 10 favorite comedies of all time. If not top five. Um, a lot of the humor works. I really love the mythos, like they kept to the mythos of, of vampire. Uh, and I really love the acting and the writing and, and the dynamic between all the characters. The characters are infinitively likable. Uh, I love, uh, Jeremy Clement's character, Vlad the Poker. He's, he's mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, just a lot of things worked for this movie. It's, it's pretty much like, uh, has irreverent humor like how I like The Simpsons or I or a Rick and Morty and just irreverent humor like that. I, I really dig and I thought because you saw you saw Rick and Morty. He recently got into watching it and uh, I thought you know what if he likes this and he's definitely gonna like what we do in the shadows. Now what we do in the shadows, you know, I I just out of the movie I came out loving it and to me it's one of those movies that you could keep on watching like infinite times and you could get something new and a new laugh out of it like you point out what it is and it's uh, amazingly quotable you know a lot of quotes you can pick from that and you're like oh that's from what we do in the shadows and since then i mean it didn't do well in its first run at the in the in the theaters and and stuff like that but however it's become a huge there's a huge cult following um, from this movie, and uh, I love it. It's pretty much this generation's nightmare before Christmas. Like it didn't do well in the in the box office, but it's doing well uh, so far. So, Alexis, tell me, what did you think of what we do in the shadows? Well, kind of like I know Peter said on the show before that he never really cared for concert films, that genre of movies. I would kind of be similar in the fact that I've never cared for anything related to vampires or monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never had uh, the opportunity to see the classic uh, 
horror films of Dracula or uh, Frankenstein's Nosferatu. monster. Nosferatu. Uh, but like I know of them because at this point, who doesn't know of those classic monsters? But similarly, I'll even extend that to things like Godzilla or King Kong. Like those kind of movies just have never interested me or fascinated me. Uh-huh. So as far as like being appreciative of the mythos, I wouldn't really know about that. But based on what I do know from common knowledge of vampires, they did really much keep to that canon, if you will. Yeah. And they made a lot of use out of it. Uh-huh. Uh, overall, I have to say I really enjoyed the film. Uh, there was some, it was a great cast. Um, there's a lot of uh, what you said. There's, there's a lot of Rick and Morty in there. Uh, especially because it, it kind of is filmed like an office, like you know the show, the yeah, office mockumentary it's, it's like a setting, documentary mm-hmm. stuff. And it's kind of weird because like uh, it's kind of uh, when it starts out, it's like it's two things, or the whole movie really. It's two things you've seen before, done a, a thousand times. You have the mockumentary style, and you also have the vampire movie. Uh-huh. Like how many times has that has that been done? But the thing about that movie is that it mar- marriages the two. Well, and it creates something new that we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's like at first, I'm like, okay, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> like, seriously, you, you guys are picking some doozies for me, but like, um, it, it felt more like uh, a TV show at the beginning, like, okay. What's going on here? Even though like everything was pretty entertaining and funny, and er- the humor lands uh, really well. It's uh, an indie film. No, yeah, that's what I kind of figured. The way the more it went along, the more I realized, okay, I understand what kind of movie this is going to be and what uh, constraints it had. But mm-hmm. ultimately, this is what they wanted it to be. Because honestly, you, you can't tell me they didn't have complete control over this thing because they really went to town on that. It was really interesting because, uh, like, they really are, they do commit to this whole being vampire thing enough to the point where they actually kill people. Yeah. Like, they fly, they turn into bats, they have fights with werewolves. Uh, werewolves, um, not swearwolves. <laughs> And you see, like that—that's a—that's a an, an amazing line. It's—it's it's not particularly funny to me because it's like, oh, how many times have I seen that? And you know, Family Guy and all these different things. But as far as it like being in the in the movie, it, it works really well. Like the humor is well balanced. It is witty. It is clever. Sometimes it is very, very just laugh out loud funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and what were it, some standout comedy moments for you? Uh, I mean, there's this little bit where uh, the cops show up. Yeah. And I guess they have this power to, like, you know, induce something over people, like regular humans. Yeah. And so, like, they, they walk in, and like, obviously they get called up for a disturbance because the day before, um, what's their, his name? Their friend Peter. Peter uh, burned it to flames, which yeah. I wish another Peter would do. Um, oh my god! And no, he burned a, he burned into flames while shrieking. Yeah, because a literal vampire hunter broke in and as a result of the night before, where yeah, Nick was during, telling people that he was a vampire. Yeah, and during the morning, like the the sun reflected. What the fuck are the odds of uh, that? I mean, that that's just the stupidest <laughs> thing. And then like, it, 
And then it gets even like more. Like, Turn the camera off. Our friend just went. Yeah, that that, that, that was accident. a that was a big moment. Like <laughs> really emotional. <laughs> but then it, it keeps and going. I, and I like when the cops came in and the cops was like, uh, I I think not Deacon Taika Waititi's character. Yeah, I think um, it's uh, I forgot uh, something. Uh, anyway, he was like, you know, we don't want anything to happen, and you know. We, if, if we kill them, more cops will come, possibly even Christians, which is the last, last thing, thing we need. <laughs> <laughs> that was the line right there, because possibly I, Christians, which is the last thing we, we need. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> uh, those little moments. I like uh, I like how at the end, the big reveal that uh, that Vlad, in actuality, uh, Vlad's ex-girlfriend was what we what he called the beast. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, get your Which, hands on my balls, beast. We should have seen coming, though. Yeah. Yeah, because they kept showing, like, portraits and pictures of the beast. Yeah. And it's like, at some point, like, we should have thought, maybe it's not an actual, like, monster. I got, to I, him, it's a monster. Well, yeah, obviously. I like little quotes, like, when he was, like, all depressed and all that shit. Like, he looked like he hasn't eaten, and you mm-hmm. could tell, because he's, like, aging rapidly. Right. And he's like, let me do my evil dark bidding on the internet. What are you bidding on? A table. <laughs> the little stuff well, like I mean, that. Well, I mean, also the whole Stu character. Yeah. It's just, like, everyone is just in love with him. Uh, but, like... I mean, he's the one that introduces the whole household to the internet yeah. and technology. Uh, and he's kind of he's kind of reduced to like their pet. He is. Well, he, that's uh, well. I wouldn't say reduced to. I think that's how he starts off being immediately because yeah. they they adore him. But and and it's like they're so protective over him where they're they're at an undead party and everybody wants to like eat him and kill him and everything. And then when they like leave. Oh, let's pick a fight with these werewolves. I wonder what could happen. And yeah. then they fucking turn into werewolves. And then they kill Stu. <laughs> like, savagely and horribly. And so now they, 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 they have, like, a mutual friendship because of Stu. Because he survived, and he turned into a werewolf. The MVP of the movie is right. Stu. Right, <laughs> it very much is. Uh, but I, I think uh, in general... Like some biscotti. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, uh, like th- that kind of stuff for me is, is just really like cheesy, but like they put they do it in a way here where it's like, okay, I mean, it works for what you're going for. He's like, oh, Peter Gotham, and because Peter attacks yeah. uh, Nick, yeah, and uh, that whole Nick uh, Deacon dynamic is is something else. I like in the in the there's like a bat fight sequence. And then he throws the bat to the to the garage, and it, he transforms into into Nick. Just little things like that. You know, honestly, that whole bat fight sequence, I have to say, uh, looked like it had so much more money thrown at it than Marvel's The Inhumans. Oh my god! <laughs> and that's true. You know, all the practical effects are really good. Like when they were going up against the walls, and they were mm-hmm. like. Walking on the ceiling and flying, you know, dusting off uh, shelves and all that shit. It looks like really well-made practical effects, you know. And you don't. It, it's very appreciative of that because it's like they had a limited budget and they couldn't, you know, blow it off on CG. 
you know, they they had, did what they had to do and they made it work. Like when they were going up against the you mm-hmm. know the walls and stuff like that. I really love when they like they fly and they like they try to intimidate each yeah. other. That's that's amazing. Like you don't see the strings. You don't see the strings or anything like that, but you, you believe it's... Hey, you know, if, the, if this was a Scott Buck production, you would have seen the strings. Oh, my God. Yeah, you would have. Um, I think that this is a this is a fantastic film. No, it is. And I still want to, uh, to, to add more to it. Like, I really appreciated the whole, like, everyday aspect of this. Like, you never really considered, like... Like, a movie like this has never been done because I think, I mean, back then, this wouldn't be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And there are still things that shouldn't be taken seriously about this movie uh, as far as, like, uh, the, the stuff that goes on there. But to be fair, though, they really do, um, as, as funny as it is and as ridiculous as it is, like, there's surprisingly, a, like, some heart. And you feel something for these people like the pers- in the movie. Like the person. And they're like blood like, sucking, like. Yeah, the yeah. person who has the overall arc of the movie is probably Deacon. Mm hmm. Because he starts off like hating, absolutely loathing Nick. And at the end of the day, it's him who. I mean, he's doing a poor job at it, but he, at the end of the day, he's trying to comfort Nick over losing a friend. You a know, poor job? That was a pretty lousy job. What are you talking about? But, you know, in his own Deacon way, that was him, like, you know, trying to comfort him. And because uh, he lost a friend, too. You know, Peter was the one who turned him into a vampire, you know. And so then, uh, and he had that connection with the friend. And he, they both experienced a huge loss in their life. So you got that, and then uh, of course you have a uh, Vlad the Poker, and he has uh, he has his problem with his ex, and he stopped uh, torturing people after a while, uh, and then he goes right back to torturing after that experience. With I the love ex. how they like uh, they really pinpoint what era these people are all from because they're from yeah. different eras and point in time in human history. Apparently, like Deacon's a Nazi, a, vampi- yeah, a, Nazi a vampire. vampire. He's like, if you're yeah. a vampire. And if you're a Nazi vampire, forget no it. Taiki <laughs> uh, Waititi is from the Victorian age, which yeah, he he's acts, a dandy, right? He acts very much from that age. Yeah, I love how at the end he was he he just bit his love and then yeah, I, she's I, an old lady. I, now. I love that whole bit with the whole age difference, but like, yeah, like I'm five people, times older than her. People like, call people call us a cradle robber, but you know, I mean. Age is no thing. I mean, look at me. I'm much older than <laughs> um, little bits like that. And I then like, Vlad's from what? Like he he used to be this like really powerful vampire. Yeah, he's like a very powerful lord, and he was like he, he he's based off Vlad the Impaler, mm. an actual historical figure, and uh, he's known for being a very cruel, very uh, very a uh, torture fetishy. Mm. And uh, that's where they put the inspiration for Vlad. And so you're, you're pretty much describing Cersei Lannister. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he chooses violence. <laughs> There's this bit where, they, like, uh, they were saying that uh, you know he's lost his edge, and when he turns into animals, he always gets the faces wrong. Yeah. And then when they're trying to to like eat Nick, and he's he's running around. Yeah, and you see and, the cat, and, and with Vlad's <laughs> face like, on. It. Yeah. Jeremy Clement was amazing in the movie. Yeah, all the actors did amazing. Uh, it, it it's too bad he didn't perform Shiny, did he, Kyle? No, if, of course not. But it's okay. I got Moana for that. Which, by the way, go watch Pan's Labyrinth. That is such an amazing movie starring Princess Moana. Okay, okay. 
And also Moana, I hear, came out a couple days ago. Wait, no, months, months ago. ago. Yeah, go watch Moana. It's on Netflix. Because nobody else did. <laughs> okay. No, but in general, look, I, I thought this was a great cast. I thought this excellent writing. Uh, it, it, it really is a showcase of, of vision, and it was executed quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't put this as, like, the funny... Like, for me... I like more. Like, I wouldn't know how to tell you what my kind of humor is. Um, if people get blown up, I, I like that. If people uh, maybe more if violent, they, horrific deaths, but then you'll love Passion of the Christ. Well, maybe, <laughs> that may be a bit sadistic. Uh, um, but isn't that your type of humor, though? Maybe. <laughs> uh, we'll have to see. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say it's my favorite comedy or one of my favorite comedies. I, I, I think I definitely had bigger laughs than other. I'm, I'm just judging it in terms of laughs, but this is a, set, but this is a really great movie. Yeah. I, I appreciate the movie because I've watched it probably seven times already, and uh, I get something new out of watching the movie. Is that why you never stop talking about it? Oh my God, it's such a great film. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't pinpoint, you know how amazing it is just go watch it and you'll see for yourself I mean there was a lot of stuff that they did with the film that I was like wow they actually did that you know and uh, the practical effects are amazing I've I've said it before the jokes you get a new joke every time you watch it it's kind of like Rick and Morty Um, Every time you watch the the series, you get new jokes that you never got before in the mm. first viewing or second viewing, you know. So it's it's just something that's you know never ending. Like there's never ending joy to come out of the movie. I'm pretty sure if you were to watch it a couple more times, you'll get something new out of every single viewing. Um, Taika Waititi, uh, if this is how he directs and this is how he treats practical and uh, and effects like that. I am absolutely looking forward to Thor Ragnarok and just the way that the way that he he did and a lot of people are saying like Chris Hemsworth is like saying that you know he's the best director I've ever worked with and all that stuff so I'm just uh, seeing this uh, as the as the precursor to Thor is is something that really helps me like look forward to it more and also just really I think uh, with this film and then also when Thor becomes the big hit that inevitably will be like unlike some other film uh you'll definitely start hearing about taika waititi as uh one of the uh up and coming or right now he already is but he's going to be one of those directors that will be a household name taika waititi which is one of the weirdest names i've ever heard in my life it's amazing though that name is amazing taika waititi that sounds like an artist Uh, final thoughts on uh, what we did? I, I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it. It was funny, clever, uh, acted wonderfully. It, this is a, uh, it's just a great movie. Go watch it. Okay, Alexis, I have a, I have a very stipulating question for you. Mm-hmm. Why did you make me watch Cloud Atlas? Wow. I'm not sure if it was just me, but that seemed to come off as a very negative connotation. We'll see. Tell me why. Uh, Because it was a science fiction film. Uh, 
I thought uh, when I watched the movie, it had a very interesting premise. I think the best thing about the movie is the premise itself uh, and what it actually does, how all these different timelines, like you have like six, five or six different things happening across space and time on Earth, but um, you, they're, they're spread across from, among hundreds and thousands of years. Uh, it was directed by the Wiechowskis. Uh, and it stars uh, Tom Hanks, Halle Berry, Hugo Weaving, uh, Ben, ben Wishaw, Jim Broadbent. Uh, there's a lot of uh, notable faces in this film. Hugh Grant. And, yeah. And like for me, this was, uh, yeah, there, this is one of the most out there movies. And like, I, I just picked this for you because why the hell not? I mean, you made me watch Face Off, so I guess I can make you watch Cloud Atlas. That's a preview for the next To the Table. Uh, so, okay. uh, yeah, I mean, it, for me, I, I just thought it was a, a, a wacky, kooky, uh, enjoyable science fiction film. Uh, I, I know that Peter, I talked about it with him, and he, he and I thought the same about it. It's like, yeah, they're like, some a lot of negatives. There's probably yeah. There's like filmmaking like perspective negatives to it, but it was an enjoyable film for both of us. So I just wanted to see how you would react to that. That's the only reason I picked it for you. What a what a bold reason. <laughs> <sighs> I gave this movie two viewings. And what do you do with your time? Uh, because I had to, like, in order to fully, like, review this, mm. I I was like... It I wasn't enough the first time. You got to go back in. I don't know either to like it or <laughs> hate it. That's the, that's the Cloud Atlas of... <laughs> I watched it a second time. And guess what? Spoilers. I'm still in the same predicament. I don't know whether to like it or hate it. <laughs> Um, Holy I, shit! I would. I, the acting is 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 good. The acting is good. I you know seeing uh, two people, two actors that I like, you know, in the same uh, screen together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Halle Berry's work. I like uh, I like uh, I like Tom Hanks, especially Tom Hanks, dude. It's Tom Hanks. Um, but. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> you give this thing two viewings and you still don't know what to make of still it. Don't know what to make of it. I I want to care about this movie because mm-hmm. I could definitely tell that a lot of aspects of this movie was well made. Mm-hmm. I like how a lot of actors uh, they first of all I'm going to go to the makeup department. And say, um, I wish you kind of, I don't know, Grand Moff Tarkin did, because I was like, I could tell that somebody, you know, uh, that somebody white playing Asian or something like that, and so it kind of threw me off that I knew that it was some other actor playing playing this role. Um, that kind of threw me off because it was supposed to be like some it was supposed to be some sort of significant racial thing in, in that and so I was like okay that threw me off um, I want to care about uh, uh, 
all the all the characters like the like the girl who uh defuncted from the from the serving industry mm-hmm. um that right there was a compelling story i just i would care so much more if i would have seen this uh congruently i i would have cared so much more for all these characters if they divided all these stories and that would have been your movie like one one segment of the movie would have been instead uh, of going back and forth all over the place. Yeah, okay. would have been would have been this uh, this because it was like trying to throw all all this stuff at you. It was jarring, and it was not only jarring; it was pretty much overwhelming. Mm. And I would have cared so much more for the characters if I would. Okay, here's uh here's uh the the girl the Halle Berry, and she's from the city, and she goes to like this small tribe, which is Tom Hanks's tribe, and um, them dealing with that shit. That would have been a cool little segment all in itself. Put that as one segment of the story, and then the other uh, part would have been the. Um, I, I really love uh, the whole escape from the retirement home uh, oh, yeah. story. That was an amazing one, and just uh, it, it was very uh, early Edgar Wright esque, mm-hmm. and I like that. And put that, uh, put that, uh, put that as another segment. Uh, Put the put the whole investigate the nuclear energy kind of aspect with uh, with uh, Halle Berry as the as a journalist. That, at, the, at some point, though, that would have just been a collection of short films put together. I, and I've seen movies like that. I've seen movies like that. Holiday, I like. That's a lot, but this is way beyond holiday, man. This is like six uh, timelines you're talking about. Like you're talking about putting the film. I mean, unless you cut some of those. Which I think some of them could have been cut. Yeah, I, I, I could have cut, you know, easily um, I could have edited this movie uh, to make it into that. You know, I could have easily formed it into uh, into these six different counterparts. And that mm-hmm. I would have been, okay, I, I, I care about you guys more now because I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing you live your life, yeah. you know, in a more congruent uh not congruent, more parallel. Right. Well, thing. I think uh, there's this thing called non-linear uh, story uh, progression. So what you're describing is like it's not all happening in sequencing order. It's happening out in different places, and and, yeah. and sometimes it feels like it's out of random and it's it's flashing back not, and forth. Not out of random. I mean, I know that they were getting to a point at the end, mm-hmm. uh, but the thing that really. Uh, they're trying to the thing that I was like that the main complaint that I have about this movie is that they're they were throwing too many characters for for me to care about all at once oh okay and so I'm like I want to care but you're throwing so much at me that I kind of lose interest okay you know so uh, I would have preferred to watch it you know in in, uh, in in segments, right? You know, and watch watch your story first, and then watch this story next, and then that, and then that, um, and that would have made me more caring for all these mm. individual stories. But uh, and which is, which is a pity because I you know I could tell that you know that uh, genuine filmmaking went behind this you know like especially when they went into that futuristic uh, like I guess it's like Japan Japan, Japan or something like that uh, and I I see these different uh, like that whole story was compelling that whole story was compelling it's just 
I want to care about these characters and, you know, mm-hmm. and cause the story in itself, you know, these ideas are great. I just want to care about these characters mm-hmm. and seeing this guy at the end, uh, the guy from like, I guess it was like early 1800s or something like that pre abolition, uh, and his, his whole journey of, uh, Oh, he befriends, uh, 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 and, african-american and just the way that he you know he has like this bond and he's like oh i saw you eye to eye i feel your sympathy i i want uh, i want to care i can't stress this enough i want to care about these characters but i just can't because it was it, it was too jumbled for me to individually mm-hmm. care about everybody well uh, my response to that is that that is entirely fair to you, by the way, um, what you're saying. And I, I get that. And for me, at the end of the day, I can't really say that I walked away with, um, like, being, uh, like, I like to walk away from films loving characters and, like, getting to know them. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie I walked away with, like, it, it, it didn't necessarily bother me that we had... I guess little with them. Like I thought for what we had of the characters, I mean, they pretty much give you the, the bare to bone basics about what what you need to know about them and their personalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mind you, it had been a while since I've seen this movie, but honestly, like I got more character stuff out of this movie than I got with Dunkirk. And you're talking about nonlinear like storyline and things being put in out of order. Dunkirk is like 10 times worse. Because Dunkirk, uh, and not to attack Dunkirk, I said it's a good movie, but like, because it has a similar uh, approach than what Cloud Atlas does, is that, like, the movie just throws things out at the same time. Like, there's, like, there are several scenes uh, where the three main groups of people you believe have finally reunited or they're together. Mm -hmm. And it turns out it was just a big, like, tease like uh what i'm saying is like it makes it makes it out to seem like two separate events that are isolated from each other mm-hmm. are the exact same thing happening happening in the exact same area right which is uh further from the truth uh, it, it completely plays with you, plays with you it plays with time some people that yet that you saw in a boat last night, they're somewhere else the next morning, and you're like wondering what happened, and you cared nothing for any of the characters. Like you know, you cared nothing for any of the characters in this movie. That's the way I feel with with uh, with uh, Dunkirk because virtually and, nothing was given to those characters. And to me, that's such a that's such a shame because you go into a movie wanting to love characters, you know. And, and uh, but I don't think it clearly was any intention of Dun- of uh, Christopher Nolan. To give you anything like that, but as far as the Wachowskis, you know, I I don't I don't necessarily uh, recall if characters are their best strength or, or their trait. Um, yeah, some compelling characters in the Matrix and stuff. But like, that. like I was, I, I thought it was perfectly adequate, ad, adequate, adequate, adequate. I think that's the word. Yeah, I thought it was adequate for me anyway. What the, what the characters were like in Cloud Atlas, uh, I. Um, it wasn't a big complaint like it wasn't Dunkirk for me. If I were to like rate this on like a A through F, I would probably give it a C plus. 
Because you still don't know whether to like it or hate it. Because I still don't know whether to love it or hate it. I, I, I'm, this is a mystery. I've never seen you like this. I'm really, I'm really <laughs> on the, I'm really on the fence about this film. You're either one of the two extremes. It's either like yeah, love it or hate I it. I love it. I hate it. You know, I'm, I'm either two, but very, very rarely I'm somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um. I it's just this, this movie for the first time on this series I'm completely dumbfounded on a on a film and I'm like I didn't I didn't okay what thoroughly. what's keeping you from hating it um the the fact that I could tell that there was like dedication into filmmaking okay the filmmaker aspect and that's what's preventing me from hating the movie it's ambitious as hell yeah it is ambitious as hell um. That that's the that's the only reason why I'm like prevented from hating the movie. Did I you enjoy that, yourself in this movie? Um, I mean, you saw it twice. On on some of the on some of the stories, I was like, okay, you know, I think I, here, here's what I, here's what I'll do. Okay, here's what I'll do. I'll I'll go to Adobe Premiere. I'll I'll download the movie and put it into the into the into the timeline and edit the movie in a in a not sequential order, but like. In different segments, watch the movie like that, and then I'll and then I'll give you a thorough review on Cloud Atlas, and then I'll be like, okay, I really love that movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence about this movie. I don't know either. To it sounds like you're, like you're you're leaning towards just not caring at all anymore. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do I do care because I could tell that yeah. the, the filmmakers cared about this yeah. movie and I could see the caring, you know, towards this movie. But uh, but if you don't care for it, it's fine. It's just like trying to get... Char- but the characters, I just did not give a shit about because it was... Uh, it was through, too much thrown at me. Oh, okay. It was too much thrown at me. Um, yeah, that's that's... My final thought is, didn't love it, didn't hate it, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, very rarely I'm in between, so that's that's it. So, uh, what are you final thoughts on uh, Cloud Atlas? Uh, it's a film that when I first saw, I thoroughly enjoyed. I had a, a good time with it. It's uh, definitely one of the most unique films I've ever seen. Has a unique storytelling form. It's a very ambitious film. Um, honestly, based on what I have seen and heard, it's like the only other good Wachowski film aside from The Matrix. So, hey, there's something. I mean, it's definitely better than Jupiter Ascending, which is one of the worst pieces of shit I've seen in my entire life. Which, have you seen Jupiter Ascending, Kyle? Oh, I have not. <laughs> have You haven't? No, I have not. Okay, good. I'll write that down. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Um, I should just lie, but oh well. This is the point of this is the point of uh, of this series. Yes, to torture each other. Not to torture each other, It'll be but vindictive. to show each other different movies. I choose violence. And of course, you do. <laughs> you sadistic fuck. Um, anyway, uh, I'm your host Kyle Lira, and this has been Red Spotlight Entertainment to the Table. Check out our other to the tables uh, on uh, on iTunes at podcast.com. If uh, if you will check out our After Darks, uh, the last one that was ever done was Baby Driver, which was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um, speaking of galaxy in a far, far away, 
uh, check out our uh, our podcast on uh, on uh, on Sunday on Spotlight every Sundays. Sunday every Sunday uh, where we're gonna be delving into uh, Colin Trevorrow and all that shit. It's gonna be great. Happy days are here again. <laughs> <laughs> Raise a martini glass. Um, and don't watch the Inhumans. Watch, uh, uh, check out our other to the tables every Wednesday and Fridays. Without further ado, I'm your host Kyle Lira. With me, I have uh, Alexis Soto. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> such enthusiasm. It's over. I'm done. Anyway, check you guys into the spotlight. Bye.